Welcome to the Rory Runback. I'm your host, Jeff Marone, and I have a great interview for you guys today with Proud High School Boys Basketball Coach, Coach Dean Villasetti, and I'm happy to bring to you an RI Sports Focus Podcast. We will deep dive into our college, high school, and athletic programs across our great state of Rhode Island. Here we go. Welcome to the Roadie Runback, episode 15, and I have a great interview for you guys today with Prout Boys High School basketball coach, Coach Dean Filosetti. I had a lot of fun doing this interview and interviewing Coach Filosetti and just getting to know him. Great personality, so much fun. Can't wait to have him back on the show, but we talk about his basketball career and how he got into coaching, his decision to becoming a head coach, and what it was like coaching against his own son in a very interesting story and much, much more. But before we start this interview, you guys can watch all our interviews on YouTube by searching the Roadie Runback, or if you are driving, working out, running, at work, doing whatever you're doing, please stay tuned here and listen. But please remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel or wherever you're listening to this podcast. We greatly appreciate it. This podcast has grown so much because of you guys and is going to continue to grow. So please remember to subscribe and share with your friends. And we greatly appreciate it. And here is your interview with Coach Filosetti. Yes, sir. All right. On today's episode, I welcome on a very special guest. He is the head coach of Prout's boys basketball team. He is Coach Dean Filosetti. Coach, how are you today? I'm doing great, Jeff. Thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it. Coach, I'm happy to have you on. I'm lucky to have you on. I appreciate you making the time for me and everything like that. Yeah, I got to interrupt you, by the way. Yeah. Um, and I know Prout basketball is pretty prestigious, but when I'm following up after Jimmy Barron, Coach Martelli, and Coach Battle, <laughs> you know, you got to be hurting, my guy. You know, you, you got me here. No. I'm terrible. You're fine. You're fine. Are you sure? Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There is a high school slant to this, right? Because I want to make sure that, you know, I mean, those guys are okay. They're pretty good careers, but, you know, I don't want to mention the other guests that I found on earlier. I don't want to mention them, too. No, please don't. I don't want to hear it. I really don't. It's just all about me today how's that yeah, yeah that sounds good that sounds really yeah, good right. but hey i'm glad to have you though I, i'm <laughs> happy to get some high school coaches on and you good. know for everyone the listeners out there to get to know uh you know you and other high school coaches out there so sure. this is great this is awesome um so i i, I want to start at the beginning of your career you know well before even like what age did you start playing basketball um well it was a lot different and not unlike i think some of the older coaches that you've had on it wasn't you know, AAU was really not a thing for us. So it was mostly, mostly playing pickup, playing at the Y. There was some CYO around here, but it was, wasn't as structured as it was in the city. So even here in, you know, in, in Charo area, Westerly area, you could go play games as part of CYO, but not as an official team. So you could assemble some kids within a certain age group and be represented by one particular church to play in certain tournaments. But that was really it. But that was, you know, outside of that, it was, you know, playing in the rec leagues. There was no, you know, I'm from Ashway originally, and there was no um, uh, Rhode Island youth basketball at the time. There was no um, Charahoe youth basketball league. Um, 
So it was really wherever we could find places to play, we would play, you know, camps were a big thing as well, yeah. but, um, but there's still nothing like just going to play. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, back then it was a little bit different. I, I would say, you know, you would go to a park and you would play for, you know, until dark. Oh, you know, that yeah. was our equivalent of AAU, you know, back then anyway. Yeah. 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 Did you travel? I was younger. I was definitely younger. <laughs> yeah, I was younger. Did you travel to other courts to play or like? Yeah, we did. We used to play at Washington Park in New London a lot when we were younger. Um, Boone Street was great and it still is. I mean, there's great competition there. Yeah. Um, and we would do some churches, but for the most part, uh, wherever we could get a gym or wherever we go outside and play, we would play. That's awesome. That's really yeah, cool. It was cool. And how did you like start getting the coaching bug? What was like your first introduction to coaching that really, really got you hooked? Um, I would say I, um, uh, one of the colleges I, I, when I played at uh, SUNY Adirondack, I, I actually, well, let me back up. I think before that I was lucky enough to pe- play for um, coach Gleason um, when I was at Charaho and coach Sinkowski, coach Gleason, obviously in the hall of fame. Yeah. Um, so early on, I knew I, um, had interest in coaching. Um, and I think what happens is as you get older and, you know, when my kids were born, I was still, um, coaching to some extent at rec, but at that time, um, we had just started the bubble for AAU. So what happened was we started getting kids around the community, um, informed uh what was back then called the new england cyclones before my kids realized they were better off playing for someone other than their dad so <laughs> um, at that point so we had an aau team and then we also had um some travel teams so really got into it when the kids started getting into it when they yeah. were in third grade oh, wow. uh, so we, yeah so we started right away and you know thanks to guys like uh bob merritt and pete sloan uh, we started the Charaho Youth Basketball League. Um, awesome. So, yeah, it was great. So we, you know, it was funny at the time we had two teams and we couldn't get enough kids from Charaho to furnish the team. So we were pulling from other towns. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> it's interesting, too, because when we entered, uh, we, they wouldn't allow us into the Rhode Island, Interschol- uh, Rhode Island uh, the Rhode Island Youth Basketball League at the time because they considered yeah. us a, uh, a regional school almost like an AAU team yeah yeah until we went in the tournaments and got smacked by like 40 then like oh yeah you guys can join us (laughs) yeah you guys are good that was the very beginning (laughs) (laughs) I guess uh, you know a long-winded answer is I started I was I always had interest in not only playing but um in coaching as well as you know part of it self-serving to get my kids to play that's awesome ever since then yep and you know I can go over the path with you but that was really it I was really into it as a young age that's awesome. That's really cool. And like when you mentioned you started Cheryl Youth Basketball Association, like how like important was that to like that community and like everyone around the area? Um, I, I, it was huge. I think when we started and, you know, good guys to talk to again are Pete Sloan, um, Bob Merritt. At the time, we, you know, there, it was super important, but not that there was friction, but there was confusion between what that was versus, um, you know, you have the Charleston rec basketball and you have Hoppington rec basketball. Yeah. And to say to them, listen, we want to grab, we have tryouts and grab your best players. Um, in their minds, it was, you know, what you're taking away from the rec teams. Yeah. Um, but what we, what we uh, in working with them collaboratively over the, you know, the last, I, guess I, would, I would say the 
last three years or the first three years that we started, we, you know, there were certain rules that were put in place that kids had to play rec to play travel. So it, yeah, it built a nice balance, you know, for kids that wanted to play a little bit more competitive um, travel basketball. But like I said, in the beginning, you know, we, we had kids from all over. We had kids from Westerly, um, EWG, we had, cause we couldn't get enough kids. Yeah. To the point that it just blew up. Then we had girls teams and we, we really, it expanded so well. Um, and it, you know, went from there to, you know, joining um, Reba to summer leagues at Cristofaro to it really took off. Wow. That's amazing. That's really cool. That's, that's like, that's really great for the kids of the community, the, like the families and everything like to get that. Oh, it was great. Involved. You know, and one thing, and I know I'm talking a ton here, but no, one you're thing great. That we you're also, <laughs> what we did was um, there was another tier underneath that competitive um, travel league, which was called uh, the D league. And so you could essentially have, <laughs> kids that weren't on those super competitive a teams yep but still wanted to play a little bit more than rec were playing d league and what what that what that meant was if you know there were certain rules where you had to play man-to-man defense for a certain amount of time to keep to teach the kids principles yeah and at any point and this is throughout the state the d league it's part of reba yeah so what you could do as a coach which i found um very cool you could stop the game in the middle of a game it didn't matter the score. It didn't matter anything. Walk out onto the floor and have teaching moments and just coach. You, have, you know, it was um, really good for skills development. It's, it's interesting because a lot of the better players, um, especially fundamentally, after playing in the D-League for a few years, um, had the skill sets to move on to, you know, playing high school ball, playing, you know, you know what I mean? So it was really, you know, and I don't, just because I've lost touch, I don't know if that's still going on, but that was super helpful to the community around here and getting kids the some of the fundamental structures that they needed. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's so important. I think just from being on a, as well as a coach on the seen it on the other side, like I've seen kids with like no fundamentals whatsoever, <laughs> and they like trying out, and it's like you, you feel bad because like you're like, isn't this what the youth league or the instructional leagues are for? That that's amazing that there's a a D league and you can do that stuff to teach those kids. That, like this is how you play man to man defense. Like, I mean. Uh, I mean, it's crazy. Sometimes you have kids that come in and you're like, why, why are you taking like uh, shooting with two well, hands? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you know, part of it is, you know, not to disparage the NBA, obviously they're nasty yeah. and they're freaks, but yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the first thing they do when they come in is grab a ball and chuck up a three. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And so it's like, well, you know, you, you do skills training all the time and it starts, you know, they start doing that in third grade Yeah. and then all the way through this still, the first thing they do is they grab a ball and chuck up a three. It's like, all right, well, it's a little yeah. more to the game than that. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It drives, it drives me nuts sometimes. Even like some of the high school players I work with, I'm like until you can like consistently make that, let's just like start at the mid range and like sure. work our way back. You know, like, like I know you want to be Steph Curry or like, yeah, of course, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. and it's also the way the game has changed. I mean, also, you know, it's, you know, this, you can break down the game, you know, especially statistically on your shooting percentages for threes. Some teams chuck up a lot of threes, some attack the basket more, some, but it, it really is catered to whatever you have for your, you know, for your team, like what works for them. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it, I think like analytics plays into the like huge. The big, big thing of everything now, but like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and part of it too, I think from an analytics standpoint to your, um, like you were mentioning, it's, it does hold kids accountable. Like we'll typically, you know, we have um, somebody that does our stats 
actually he's great. He's a senior this year. We'll miss him when he graduates, but, um, and it's all with the iPad and we, we break down everything like a lot of teams do. Yeah. We'll come in with a, you know, on our whiteboard and we won't write players names, but we'll put up shooting percentages, you know, mid range jumpers, layups, threes. And, you know, the guys that are the, uh, that are the shooters that are shooting 27%, you know, yeah. well, um, <laughs> yes, you're shooting 27%, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> and it does help too, because it yeah. helps with the plus minus to see, I mean, all the things that you're, you know, you know, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners are nah, aware about, but it does help kind of paint a picture where your team is statistically. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It's very interesting how much that has played into it and like how much it's changed the game that we've known. It was just like post play, and like mid-range and now oh, it's yeah. like everyone's just like Steph Curry's or Dame Lillard's and like playing small ball now which is crazy it's positionless basketball now there it is yeah. I was waiting for it, it yeah, is, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. stretch five yeah, yeah. yeah. Stretch five yeah <laughs> I mean course. Course. I mean don't go by the Rockets motto but like yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> give me going for the NBA yeah exactly <laughs> but how did you get started with Cherho basketball because that's like you were JV coach there sure um so I had the, um, um, I was working with the youth program at the time and um, I was made uh, aware of position being open through the head coach at the time, Corey Downey. Yeah. Um, he had mentioned that there was a position open and <clears throat> thought it was an absolute perfect fit. A, because of my roots with the, the, um, the youth league in Charahoe being able to get kids into the program and beef up their numbers. Yeah. But to be able to coach under coach Downey yeah. where, I mean, I've learned more from him than any coach, you know, not to disparage my college coach, but yeah. you know, high school is a lot different. Um, and he, um, you know, I was lucky enough to get that position and, you know, learn from him about a little bit more about the game than I really needed to, to learn because coaching and playing are so different. Oh my God. It's so different. And and, um, so it was during a summer league game, found out they were um, looking for somebody and applied. And then that was it. That's awesome. And what was your time like at Jarrow? I know you guys won a state championship. Oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's not even, and it's, it's not even about like the, the coaching aspect of it, but it's the relationships you build, not only with other coaches, but the players you know, to sit back now and look at some of those players that now have kids that are married, <laughs> that are guys, it's, you know, and I'm sure a lot of your coaches will tell you it's, yeah. it's actually very cool. And it's all those lessons outside of basketball and still having those relationships. Cause you know, and this is, you know, we're not like, especially at proud, we're not unlike a lot of other high school teams where, you know, the bond that the high school team uh, builds is it's unlike others where I yeah. feel like, you know, if I were to get a flat tire today, I can call on a teammate from the 80s, say, yeah. hey, I have a flat tire. I haven't talked to him in 20, you know, 30 years. Yeah, I can call and be like, all right, I'll be there. I'll help you. You know, and that's something that, you know, um, is a little bit more than basketball. But at the same time, I think it fostered the relationships, especially starting out at Charaho. And again, luckily under Coach Downey to kind of build a lot of those relationships. That's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's funny you said that because I think there's something special about being on a high school team together, you go through, you go through like a grueling, like, you know, high school basketball, you play a lot of games in one season, like in a span of like two to three months. And it's crazy. So you build a relationship you're with, you're with those guys more, more than anything. Yeah. Yep. It's it's crazy. And you know, what was it like 
to win that state championship and to be at the buzzer and then be all over the news as well. On top it's, of it. it was crazy. It <laughs> was fun. And, you know, and it's, you know, it's almost like a movie to some extent, you know, not the way, well, yeah, the way we finished, but even leading up to that, like you can still see video of, you know, we're going up in the bus and there's um, fans lined up all in Richmond, you know, holding up signs, wishing us luck. You know, we come back, there's a parade, you know, a pizza place puts our names all over it, gives us free pizza, you know, and we explain to the kids like they, you know, they may forget about it for a little while when they go off to college and do their things, but it's as soon as they, you know, walk in the gym and see that banner, it all comes back. Yeah. But they also have the luxury of um, YouTube, <laughs> you, know, and they have, you know, ESPN. And, you know, because that was, you know, you, you take a state championship and couple it with the way it was ended, you know, with in historic nature. It, um, you know, it, it definitely was very emotional, I think, for everybody. That, yeah, it was it was a uh, it was crazy because I remember watching it and I think my my boss at the time, her kids had attended at uh, Jero as well too. And it was just like, it was crazy to like see everything and then like hear her talk about it. It's just, it was just, just wild, a wild like scene on the, on that was happening. I was like, man, this is all over the place. Yeah, it was crazy. We, you know, <laughs> coach Downey and the players, the school's getting called constantly by, you know, news stations and, you know, it was, uh, it was good. And I, you know, and, in, in, you know, coach Downey, obviously, um, who drew up the play, but also summarized everything beautifully at the end. He said, you know, the emotions that the kids had to go through in a one minute span, it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot as an adult. Now you're, you know, you have kids anywhere from 14 to 18 that, are, you know, go through that, uh, um, that situation. And it, it's, it definitely will build a memory they'll have forever. That's awesome. And the way you described it too, when you guys came back, sounds like a Friday Night Lights thing. Oh, it's great. It's like yeah. a movie. Yeah, it was yeah. very cool. Yeah. Very cool. You know, the police escort and it was really neat. That's so cool. That's uh, I'm jealous, but that's really cool. <laughs> that was good. You have the championship ring, and you are like, is it somewhere? No, we don't. You know what? I hope Coach Downey listens to this. We wanted to do rings. I well, I did. He didn't, and we have jackets. But they, uh, I told him <laughs> I might get rings anyway. Yeah, that's <laughs> you got to do rings. Listen, I have this one. I know you're a URI guy. Yeah, yeah. You have to have your A-10 championship ring. <laughs> oh, wow. Look at that. How'd you get that? <laughs> Every season ticket holder gets it. They're freebies. Like, oh, my God. I have it on mantle. Yeah. You know, no offense to Coach Cooley, but let's go Rams. Rody, Rody, Rody. I'm trying to get him on the show. We got to keep that. <laughs> hey, listen, you can remind him. He might have smacked us in basketball, but I smacked him in volleyball. So just tell him. He'll, he'll remember. Just say Coach Felicetti from Proud. He'll laugh. Oh, all right. Yeah. I'll, I'll give him a heads what did you do? Did you spike the ball at him? Or? Oh, I don't remember. But yeah, I remember he's his um, godson actually played for me at Prout, and he now plays at Curry. Um, filthy point guard, Jonathan Joel. Yeah, um, yeah, he's a very good, strong player, um, and he obviously has a relationship with Coach Cooley, and you know, it's it's it's, it's really very cool. That's really cool. That's awesome. That's that's so cool. And now you switch. What was your decision to go to Prout? Because I know that you're there. Did you just feel like it was time for your turn as head coach? No, I think I could, you know, I would still happily be at Charaho, but I think, you know, I, my older son, I was coaching my sons in high school and, you know, you get to a point where it may not be the, the most healthy <laughs> relationship yeah. when you're, you know, you try and you say that you won't bring, basketball home with you yeah um, and I will say my relationship with my older son um 
you know, Gabe, who um, made the shot before the shot in the state title, he um, very low key and, you know, that was a, a little bit easier, but even, you know, his, I was, by the time he was a senior, I wanted him to have his own experiences. Um, yeah. And my younger son and I, I just can't coach him because we just yell at each other. So they <laughs> were both very, very stubborn. Yeah. So, you know, when he yells back at me, why don't you cover him then in eighth grade? <laughs> then I know it's my time to get out. And then the, uh, well, the proposition opened, I actually talked to coach Downey about it. Um, he thought it was a great opportunity. I thought it was a great opportunity. It's right, right here, right down the street too, which is good for me. Um, but also um, they are for not being a, a traditional community school, they have community values. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's great. I mean, you, you, it's, it was an opportunity I couldn't pass up and I, you know, it's best, best decision. I think I made from a coaching standpoint, you know, at that time, moving on to Crowley. That's awesome. That's really cool. Did you now? Did you ever play Cherho and play against your son and coach against your son? I did, and actually, you can look up some of the articles. Um, <laughs> my younger son this year, um, who we held to zero points, um, only scored two points, and they just happened to be the game-winning basket. Oh, really? Oh, no. You have no idea the banter on that. So there's actually a pretty good article written about it where um, he, you know, we held him to zero and, you know, we did a pretty good job on Levi King as well, who's yeah. playing at Woodstock. Um, but those guys know how to win and, you know, they've been playing together for years and coach Downey does a great job with those guys. And, you know, he, just happened to score one basket and it was the game winner. So oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, believe me, I still hear about it. I heard it in, in the lines and handshake lines. I believe me. Yeah, it's uh it's very interesting. He'll bring it up every now and then. I was like, does it come up at like Thanksgiving dinner? Every once oh time? yeah. He'll, he'll okay. Remember when I had the game winner against you? Like, oh, God. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get past that. <laughs> uh, but it was, yeah, the article is actually very well written. It was, it was great. And I, you know, I, obviously it killed us to lose, but I guess if we're going to lose that game, you know, which was a very competitive game, if we're going to lose by a couple of points, I might as well be to him, I guess. Yeah. I guess <laughs> take, take that one. I guess <laughs> yeah. you just have to say you live with him. You have to, you had to let him have it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you you, know, you got to remember, you know, his mom is in the mix, my wife. So I got to be real careful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Delicate balance of keeping everyone happy. That's right. You you still want to come home to dinner on the table. So that... Yeah. You know, it probably wasn't a good look for us to start out in the junk defense and try to and put some uh, man on him. That was pretty aggressive, I guess, for a father-son relationship. But, yeah. you know, as some of the coaches on here understand that it's all about getting that extra edge. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> really that's right. Help us. But you know, was, we tried. <laughs> happens. happens. <laughs> so when you take over your own program, what's it like to, you know, build, you know, install your like ways and right. culture and, and like put in your philosophy into that? I think it's, you know, the, the, you know, again, you know, luckily enough, I was able to, coach under coach Downey. So I had learned a lot and, you know, taking um, the bits and pieces from him, bits and pieces from my college coach, bits and pieces from other coaches um, helps. Yeah. Um, but I also think there's, you know, over time now that I've been there for five years, you, you kind of develop your own um, 
philosophies along the way. Yeah. Um, but I will say that it's exciting. It's rewarding. Um, and the kids, you know, I was lucky enough and this was, wasn't, you know, unlike Charaho where the kids immediately bought in immediately. So to walk in, and this is a testament to coach O'Malley that had them before me, you know, to walk in and see the effort and the fight and the heart and these kids, it really wasn't that difficult. Um, they, they really, and that group will always be special to me just cause they were my first guys there. Yeah. Um, but I guess in essence, it wasn't necessarily changing the culture, but it was getting the kids to buy into something that's a bit different than they're used to. Um, and having them buy in right away. Yeah. So how you get there is sometimes it's more than basketball. It's the team trips to your IPC game, or it's a team trip to, you know, we went to see a curry game, what, you know, team trips, bowling, whatever, whatever it is. Those are some of the things that, you know, again, it's in coaching high school kids. I mean, we can go over X's and O's. I think all the coaches that listen, you know, and they're part of your podcast, get it. I mean, we all have certain sets that work really well and sets that don't, but it's outside of that. It's the relationships that we build with the kids. And luckily, you know, that first group, um, those first group of kids that, that I had were tough and they worked hard and they made my job a lot easier. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. And that's, that's really cool that you do things like, um, I know done in coaching in the past, but taking them to URI games, building those relationships outside of basketball and that, that that's really cool. Well, I think it's also an experience too. And we talk about it all the time. I think, you know, and I, you know, we've struggled the last two years, um, you know, and, and I think the hard part for us as coaches, I think we take it so hard that we, you know, we want to make sure that's not um, reflective of how our kids feel. So in other words, you know, yeah, we're fighting, we're hard, you know, we, we might struggle a few games, but the reality is they still need an experience you know, especially the seniors yeah. will have and they'll take with them forever, not just about the wins and losses. Yeah, definitely. And eventually down the road, they could become coaches and yeah, guys are doing and to pass the pass along, pass along the same, same method and everything like that. And I love, and I'll tell you, I think the kids and I still get texts and I'm sure a lot of high school coaches do all they look forward to is the Thanksgiving break. So the alumni can come back and try to put a beat down on the varsity team. That seems, but then they always all come back out of shape in my opinion, unless they, you know, unless they're playing somewhere, but it's always good the first five minutes and they might be hurt a little bit. (laughs) You know, like I want to come back and play. (laughs) Of course. All the time. But you got to get that text from all the alumni. We have any coach, but we have it. Okay. You're like, yeah, well, don't do the freshman 15. You might be playing. <laughs> the COVID 15, man. This is, I found it. You can see it on my chin right now on Zoom, man. Oh, man. Oh, what's going on? <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> when I was down in Dallas. I found it big time when I was done. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So you don't want to barbecue. There you go. Yeah. So you also are an AU coach. You work with the, um, the Rhode Island Magic. And how, yes. how long have you been involved with them and what's it like working with them? Um, I'll tell you, you there's, um, you know, I, I know all AU teams are different and groups are different. I think, you know, the, the, and we talked about this earlier, you know, where do you get your coaching style from? Where do you learn things? I mean, you're talking about a group of coaches that have been in the game for years, all ex high school, ex college. You know, we have, um, we have one of the coaches, coach Billy, who, 
coaches at Cranston West, who used to coach at Davidson under McKillop. So, like, I mean, these are the guys that we have Coach Tedeschi, who runs it, who was a Feinstein coach with a couple of titles. Um, we have Coach Coleman, who's a high school coach. It's, it's littered with so many coaches that are great resources for, uh, you know, all of us to continue to pick each other's brains on how we do things. And, I, you know, I started there um, early on. I want to say my son, um, Nathaniel, was in third or fourth grade when he started playing there. Um, and have been part of the program ever since. I've been in and out because um, when both my sons play volleyball, yeah. it, it's hard for me to see all that, especially when they're, you know, Gabe's at, playing at college and now Nathaniel's playing club at Stony Brook. So he's playing too. So it's, you know, it, it's hard to do that balance. But now I'm an empty nester, so I'm back in the mix. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Keep yourself busy. So, yeah, yeah. So probably I would say for the last – well, since the inception of the Magic, I've been part of the program. Wow, that's really you know, on and off. Yeah, where so they like, let me like coaching AU and like coaching against like guys you don't, you know, like around here in Rhode Island, we see same guys sometimes yeah. like in the division. What's it like to coach against like different states, different players from all different around? Like, how do you prepare for something like that when it's just like a one game kind of situation? Do you stick to your stuff or do you make adjustments in between? Like. Yeah, I mean, I know you've coached in the past. You know how there's, you know, it's, yeah. you know, in high school, um, you know, there's plenty, well, not the way the structure of the break uh, broken down now with the interscholastic league, but you have the luxury of scouting a bit more. Yeah. And the reality is with AAU, especially, you know, when you're, you're playing unknown, part of the, the, what I really like is the coaching on the fly. Yeah. You may not even recognize shooters. You don't recognize lefties, tendencies, defenses that they typically play you know even if you scout teams especially some of the bigger programs they might come with different kids they may you know so I would say from a coaching standpoint um there's um there's a a lot to be learned and that it is on the fly yeah um, which also can be frustrating as well yeah because you, you know you some of these teams, you don't know where these kids are coming from. So, you know, yeah. you're, you're assuming they're in the right age group. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have mixed feelings about the whole thing. But I also think, you know, as long as, um, you know, the way we do it, and I think a lot of programs in Rhode Island do it well, where there is a fundamentals component to it and skills component to it, um, which is part of the curriculum each week. And then you yeah. move on to the next thing. But, um, yeah, it's a mixed mixed bag, especially in, in coaching at AU. It's uh, – you know, you only get the kids a, a couple hours a week and then you're in the mix. Yeah. Versus six days a week. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a big, yeah. big, big, big difference from when you have a team yeah. all six, six days a week, you can run a bunch of things and solve different things. Like you said, you can scout, you can prepare for the team. And yeah. then the two hours you're, you're going right into it against like, I don't know, you could be playing some team from Massachusetts that you don't know what they're going to throw at you or what's going right. to happen. Yeah. Especially when they show up on a bus with a Nike logo on the side that says "sponsored by Nike." Yeah, those yeah. are always the good ones. <laughs> yeah, I'm showing up. Yeah, they, those are always kind of tough. Yeah, you know, you know yeah. what I mean. But uh, but there you go. And I, you know, I'm lucky enough because I can. I'm I'm actually working with uh, Coach Coleman at Mount, um, an eighth grade team, which is an A team, and they are filthy good. Really, they're all coachable, and they're you know some of the things they're doing is it's just you know again you walk in and you're talking to some of these eighth graders um, that have been through all of those fundamental clinics and, and have worked on their fundamentals since second or third grade. And you're coaching basketball with eighth graders, which 
it's great. I mean, we still obviously do our skills work and fundamentals work, but yeah. the ability to say, right, guys, you're, you know, run flex and they get in it or run any wheel sets or motion sets and you point them out once or twice and they immediately pick it up is wow. it's a luxury. Like, that's, 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 that's really nice. <laughs> and you don't have to worry if they have detention or <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> they're missing an assignment, you know, yeah. they're, they're practice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Uh, that's that's so cool. And then last, uh, wrap it up with a couple more questions here. Sure. Um, have you heard anything from like the Rhode Island Scratch League? What's going to happen with basketball or anything like that? Or they- I really haven't. I think you know we we're hoping that um, we'll we'll be good to go during the regular time. But I think just based on what you may have seen from some of the the press from the Interscholastic League is a you know, a modified season with four seasons where we might start a little bit later. Um, to me, if that's what it takes to get the kids to play, then let's just do it. Yeah. If that's, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, yeah, it's challenging. It's, a, it's not a great situation. Um, however, if they come to us and say, right, you can only play eight weeks or nine weeks, then we're going to play eight weeks or nine weeks and do what we have to. Like that's, you know, obviously it's hard for the kids because you know they want their full season but you know it's it, on the same token if they're willing to be creative and how we get there to at least run and play and for the mental health of these kids to to get out there then then we'll do it yeah that's, that's the reality behind it you know? so i guess the short answer is i don't know i know you know i mean i've heard <laughs> rumblings but it changes every week it's not unlike you know every other sport i mean look at connecticut sport football was on then it was off and it was on then it was all you know yeah the same thing like we you know once we get closer i think we'll we'll get a better understanding yeah hopefully hopefully things work out i have always said i just you know i hope for you know the senior sakes and everything like that those kids that are finishing up their final year like hopefully they can go out the way they want to go out and not be like condemned by a virus and still at least have somewhat of a season right to finish out finish out like i think we were talking about earlier it's you know to watch my son work so hard at volleyball lose his senior year yeah um is devastating yeah you know, for the kids and you know and it's and it's hard as a as a parent because you you want to say all right well this is a life lesson you you know you'll be better served maybe when you're older to understand adversity yeah, but that's not the mind of a 17 year old that's you know worked their butt off playing club playing travel playing, and that's every sport right yeah that you're saying okay it's just been taken away from you yeah exactly um, it's, it's not a tangible thing to grasp it's hard um so yeah no i get it man yeah it's it's a tough spot yeah hopefully it all works out we'll see what happens and you know we'll definitely have to get you back on for your outlook on the season once everything gets confirmed i mean i I definitely would have me over coach battle and martelli no question (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, yeah, i could yeah i could bump coach cooley you want hurley on here too you can bump him you got it i'm in the prop school baby (laughs) yeah that's right i'm choosing you over them of course thank you yeah yeah no sure Mm -hmm. okay All right, last question. We'll wrap it up here. Sure. Right, are you a Celtics fan? I am. What time is it? Uh, they're playing now, I think, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm killing uh, you right now. Yeah. We got to go. Um, <laughs> what are your, what's your thoughts? What do you think? Do you think they the make it? nasty. Yeah. Uh, nasty. I think Jimmy Butler's filthy. That team is – I just don't like the matchup. Um, I actually think the Heat are going to win. Um, but I know. I know. I don't want to say that. Yeah. But I have a hard time. I, You know, I, I like basketball. Like I love the game. I can watch teams play, and I, you know, I definitely lean towards college games, which I, I just, yeah. I don't know, it's just a different game, and I, yeah. you know, but because in the NBA they're just, they're all just 
filthy. Yeah, they're also it's good. So yeah. good. It's just, you know, and I and I appreciate that, but it's also they're they're so good that it's, you know, it's just different. Like it's it's harder to watch. And I will say, you know, I grew up a Lakers fan. Okay. Um, but for my kids' sake, I grew up my favorite player of all time was James Worthy. Oh, really? Oh, by far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, James Worthy guy. Um so do you think they come out of the West, the Lakers? Oh yeah, I yeah. do. I I mean I Poor Clippers. I mean, I'm, I'm shocked that Denver beat them. I'm actually like, I, I just don't. I mean, well, poor Doc Rivers. Yeah, I is that know. three three and ones now at this point? I think so. Yeah, that's oh, like boy. three three in like ten years or something like yeah, that. Something tough. Crazy. Yeah, it's really it's a tough situation. I don't know what they're gonna do with him. I, I hope they keep him. He's yeah. a great coach. I think he can handle personality like big personalities very well, but. It's tough when you – I don't know if you're making not making adjustments or you're playing your players too much. They looked like they were gassed at one point. Yeah, they did. Yeah. But they also – well, I mean, and it's also the NBA. Yeah. Like, all those guys are ready to play no matter what. Yeah. Right? And it's – maybe you're right. Maybe it is substitution patterns, maybe. But I will say, I mean, it's any given night. It's not unlike all the professional sports. Yeah. I mean, you can say that too about high school, any given night, you never yeah, know. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's right. True. Anything can happen. Well, coach Phil Sadi, this has been awesome. So much fun talking to you. I really enjoyed it. Just uh, you're a great personal guy. Proud's really lucky to have you as a coach and I'm looking forward to the upcoming season for you guys. And we definitely have to get you back on to, for the outlook of the season and everything like that. Yeah, Jeff, I appreciate it again. And uh, you know, I think any what you're doing is super important for um, I think not only your subscribers, but uh, it's good for us coaches. And I think it's great for the kids. And I also think it's good for people to understand the commitment and the time that not only you put in, but the coaches and the players. And, you know, so by bringing, you know, bringing that forward through podcasting is is very cool because i mean especially with kids nowadays who listens to the radio I mean, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> they just want to listen to what they want to listen to you know like, yeah of course yeah of yeah course. that's how i am too you know like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah no thank you i really appreciate the kind words and that means a lot yeah i'm trying to do something a little different and trying to get you know coaches and uh, hopefully maybe some players on and talk to them maybe after that'd be great stuff like that just to get them also used to the like the media and everything yep. like that yeah so like you know so it'd be cool but yeah coach anytime i really appreciate it this has been been so much fun you're awesome you're great i'll have to you know anytime. thanks yeah we got to get to you know you got your uh coaching chops so we could always use a hand yeah. over to the crusaders baby yeah, let's I, go you might have to prime me away from <laughs> coach cobbly but <laughs> oh no, yeah he yeah coach Cobb. when are you having him on he's got to be closer to the season i assume yeah, he's just, he yeah. said he wants to do close to the season. We talked about it already. He said, "Listen, he I would pay a subscription to hear him go, <laughs> but, but it has to be um, rated explicit so I can hear the way he really talks." That's yeah. what I'm looking for. I wish I had like I could do a mic'd up thing with him. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah. It would last for about a day, and then we'd be fired, and so would you. So there you go. He might chew on it, but he bites his eye. The mic. Yeah, that's it. I can avoid yeah. that. <laughs> but yeah, just hearing what is that kid doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, just uh, that that's he's a great guy, but yeah, I know. But uh I know I can come up and help out with anything that you guys need, anything like that. Great. I'm willing to be a part of it and help you guys out with anything. So cool. Thanks again, Jeff. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a lot, coach. I really appreciate your time. Great. All right, have a good one. You too.
All right, that was my interview with Coach Dean Filicetti, the head coach of Prout High School Boys Basketball. Great interview with Coach Filicetti. I can't wait to have him back on for the outlook of the season uh, when the season gets going. Just he's such so much fun. I hope you guys really enjoy that one. I know I had a lot of fun interviewing him and really enjoyed the interview and just getting to know Coach Filicetti from this interview and actually becoming really good friends with him. So really enjoyed that conversation with Coach Filicetti. On Monday, we are back to our regular schedule, and on Monday, we have a great interview for you guys with Bryant University's head men's basketball coach, Coach Jerry Grasso. Excellent interview with Coach Grasso. So much fun talking to him about his career and, you know, watching the way he's growing Bryant right now and changing the the culture and the program at Bryant. Bryant is definitely going to be a powerhouse under his coaching reign just excited to have him on the show and hear what he, all the great things he's doing. You guys are really going to enjoy that episode. So we will see you on Monday. I hope you guys have a great and safe weekend. Be safe out there. We'll see you on Monday.